Hello, hello everyone and welcome. The whole world is watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, AKA Disney Plus's second MCU streaming series, AKA TFATWS or <laughs> Tafatwus as I like to call it and I want a coin and I hope you'll be with me. My co-host with me as always, Mr. Cameron Miles Wiggs, AKA CMW, AKA Kamoa and I am your other co-host, Kirk Edward Doolin, a.k.a. Ked, a.k.a. Ked. There's no, yeah, there's there's no, no other. fun way to do that. That's nice, though. I like that. Did you ever wear Keds as a kid? No, my parents would not buy them for me. Um, and I, I, I they're listening, for it? and I cannot stand them for it. Yeah. I will never forgive them. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that's only fair. <laughs> I think I think uh, Tefatwas, as you called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really yes. rolls off the tongue. That's what I that's what I refer to it as. Just really smooth, nice acronym, clean, nothing nothing bad there. Tefatwas. Tefatwas. Like I would even have a, an extended hashtag for that, so you could put like the extra vowels in there, and I think that would catch on more than Tfatws. I think it I would really, just really think click. they should have just called it Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, why the T? The why thus, the at the beginning? The thus are unnecessary. And when you're tweeting it and you're hashtagging it and whatever, it's a living nightmare. I'll just and it's say not that. there. The the when it trended, when it initially trended, it trended without the the yes, at the front. Correct. And it's that's what the hashtag is. So I know they should I'm have fine. taken they should have taken Sean Parker's advice, man. Drop the the. Drop the the. Right. It's cleaner. I mean, I'll take Fatwas. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If for it was my just Falcon well. and Winter Soldier, it would be Faws, which that oh. works. That's clean. That's like an actual. That sounds like an actual word. It does. You watching Faws, man? Oh, I love Faws. Like, yeah, think, right? of, think of the uh, the dialogue between people. It'd be fantastic. No, well, they've got too many words. We got way too many syllables going on, and the thes, frankly, are just excessive. Oh, now that we have uh, broken through that conversation, yes. And that we have completely won everyone over uh, to start this this new destiny uh, of uh, a journey for everyone for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I got to know, are you ready to dissect this episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I am. This feels like a pivotal episode. This feels like a, this feels like a real momentum shifter, and uh, I'm ready. I'm I'm so here for it. It does. It does. Man, I was telling everybody, uh, especially my wife. You know, she loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and but this one, she, you know, we watched episode one together. She couldn't really get into it. I said, "Let me watch episode two. I watched episode two. I was like, "It's good, but it's not grand, right? The stakes aren't high enough." Halfway through episode three. I'm in and episode four, which is what we're reviewing today, is grand. It is grand. It is yeah. out of this world. The stakes are through the roof. And this is what Marvel does best. This was 100% a slow burn, way slower than WandaVision. But this is what we've been waiting for. 100%. So, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. So what I want to do first before we talk, talk about all the speculation and all the crazy stuff, I want to get into the unwrapping. Let's do it. Let's unwrap it. This storyline tonight is based around capturing and negotiating uh, with Carly Morgenthau and with the Flag Smashers. Uh, depending on which side of the line you're on, you're either, again, capturing and killing or negotiating with her. Uh, we've got um, Sam Wilson and, uh, and Bucky. They want to negotiate. They want to get her back to Earth. You know, Bucky was long gone 
thought as a lost soul and Steve Rogers kept on him, kept on him. He said, I'm with you till the end of the line. And he tried to get him back and he did. And thank goodness because of all the, all the evil that he's fought since turning back into a hu- a human, a, a good person, a, a, an ally an Avenger. And then everyone else wants to straight up kill these flag smashers. Uh, where do you stand on that cam? If you were, if you were, in this world, would you be team kill or team negotiate? Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm pretty cynical, man. I have to say, and if I <laughs> if I'm just like like maybe if I was close to it, I'd be team negotiate. But if I'm like watching it from my couch, and these people are like blowing up buildings and committing terrorist attacks, I'd be like, yeah, kill them. <laughs> you are John Walker. You are John Walker. Yeah, apparently, apparently so. <laughs> I love it. We open this episode uh, right at the ending of the previous episode where Bucky negotiates uh, eight hours of lead time to allow Zemo to lead them to Carly and the Flag Smashers to find the rest of this serum uh, from the the doctor, the scientist that said that there were twenty serum bottles left serum serum vials uh we'll get into that and speculation a little bit later uh to create additional super soldiers we get an incredible flashback in this episode of bucky in wakanda it sent chills up my spine as we are waving back and we see bucky basically getting deprogrammed uh from his uh from his brainwashing I loved that scene. What did you think about that scene, Cam? I mean, it's the scene I've been waiting for. It's it's a scene that I was somewhat hoping for, and it was short. It might seem insignificant to some people. I thought Sebastian Stan's acting was superb. I thought the scene was great, and I thought it just made... Bucky is a hard character to relate to, just in general. And this scene, I mean, just leaps and bounds close the gap I feel like towards making him a really likable character just seeing that raw emotion I think it was a really important scene I'm really glad they chose to include it and and, uh, you know not without plot consequences as well because you know it showed more of his relationship with the Dora Milaje and and more specifically Io who is the member of the Dora Milaje who came in and spoke with him so that was cool and and we really haven't gotten any outside of Okoye um, who's played by um, Denai. Denai. Um, you know, we haven't really gotten up close and personal with anybody else who's a member of that group. So this was this was among their best scenes in the entire show so far, and it was really well done. It was. It really was. I love the through line. Uh, this and WandaVision, so different from one another, but the through line of grief and processing that grief when mental health is huge it's 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 a massive uh it's its own pandemic in the world and so to bring this to the forefront when we really haven't had any of that at the mcu prior to this because it was just superheroes and aliens and establishing characters and plot lines and now we're diving into the psyche of these characters we already got some of that but really on such a deeper level it's really cool uh, what, what we see Bucky go through. It's it's almost this process in uh, in psychology or therapy that's uh, related to EMDR treatments. And seeing him go through that was just fascinating. It was so fascinating. And, and uh, he did such an amazing job. Sebastian Stan, I heart you uh, to the end of the line. So we after this incredible scene, we also have so many incredible fight scenes in this episode. And they're not just uh, to move 
the the timeline along they are intentional every fight had a motive they weren't let's beat someone up in the bars to introduce our characters anymore they're fighting big people um it, it, it was very f- wonderful and refreshing to see that we get to see john walker's inner battle with being good enough to be chosen as captain america but not good enough to be respected enough or feared enough in combat he is that at the top of the chain he's the captain people everyone takes orders from him but so many times we see people just throw him to the side, either in battle or just passively saying, I'm not going to listen to you. You're nothing. You don't have power. You're not stronger than me. You've got a vibranium shield, but that's it. That's it. And of course, by the end of the episode, he downs that serum. That's what I want to know. Is that serum a shot or is it a drink? I think it's a shot. I think it's a a shot. It's hard to tell, but it almost looked like it almost looked like the vials had like needles built into them that were like yeah. capped so that they could just like straight from the vial but it's it's hard to know but i i do think it's a i think it's a shot yeah yeah i, I wonder i wonder if we'll get to see it i i wonder if there are some some additional ones out there that didn't get smashed we see all the vials get smashed except one in a pivotal battle scene and john walker picks one up slides it in his uh, side pocket and of course he takes it off screen when he starts battling some of the flag smashers and they're like Oh no. <laughs> and he tosses them down the stairs. It's pretty funny, actually. Um, and then later on in this episode, John Walker completely and publicly decapitates a, a flag smasher in this open courtyard right after uh, Battlestar is killed. And it's a it's kind of a weird scene because they make it seem like it was an accident to kill ba- kill Battlestar. I mean, I guess they really did only want to kill Captain America John Walker, but I don't know. If you're a bad guy, if you're that bad, I mean Carly. Morgenthau blew up like you know however many people were in that building tied up and completely helpless I mean they were bad guys and that's fine uh in some regard but why is there why is there this like great remorse uh to kill you know that she has with Battlestar even though I was deeply sad to lose him well I think um they go to great lengths to kind of show that Carly is like the most hardcore of of the flag smashers and that's kind of why she's the leader like in that in episode three where they blow up the where she blows up the building. Yeah. And he's like, there were people in there. And she's like, this is the only language these people speak. You know, they they're like showing that she's pretty metal. But some of these other flag smasher people just don't really have the stomach for, you know, this kind of work. And so they're supercharged, but they're just regular people, you know, who are now have superhuman power. So really when he punched Lamar Hoskins, Battlestar, he probably didn't mean to kill him. True, and true. It, it I was shocked that it did kill him, but yeah. Um, uh, it's a pretty insane scene. I will say John Walker didn't like check his pulse, like his head dropped and everything. So maybe, maybe he, it's possible. It's, I wouldn't it call soon. it an on-screen death for sure, because it just, it, it didn't feel fully confirmed, but yeah, I, I, I see what you're, I smell what you're stepping in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about it in just a little bit, but first let's talk about the butter of this episode. I want to talk about that fight uh, with Waka- with the, the Dora Mirage and Bucky and Battlestar and John Walker and Sam Wilson in the strange like hotel room that was yeah. like giant, you know, I mean, first of all, how do they, again, they don't have any money, but how do they get the funding to stay in these places? Well, like, whenever they, whenever, so in episode three, when they found out that Danya had, had died, um, Baron Zemo's like, I have a place. You know, like they, they know where they're That's going. Right. He's like, I have a place. So this is like his little hidey house. I don't know. 
But yeah, so so time's up, right? We 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 learned at the beginning of the episode that Bucky has negotiated basically an eight-hour grace period for Baron Zemo, and after that, the Dora Milaje is coming in to take what they feel is theirs for for justice. And so um, they come in, and John Walker's there. John Walker's there after having blown up basically the negotiation that was going on between Carly Morgenthau and Sam Wilson, which seemed to be going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, they sort of see each other a little bit as being marginalized, you know, Sam as a, as a African-American man in the United States and uh, Carly as this like person without, without a home with no right. borders and no, no, you know, no real allegiances or anything like that. So they sort of see each other. John Walker gets impatient. He's like, um, we're done. You're under arrest. Let's go. And things blow up. Well, then that's how John Walker finds his way back. He's like, this is done. We're taking Baron Zemo. We're out of here. The door Milaje is like, yeah, no, he's ours. And John Walker gets taught a very satisfying lesson by the door Milaje, which is don't mess with those chicks. They will mess you up. And they did mess him up in a major way. Um, which leaves him in the situation where he's like, they weren't even super soldiers. You know, <laughs> I, I loved right. that. He's like, they're not even superhuman. They just totally tore me up. Um, so that was a great sequence. It was a great battle sequence. Awesome. Always awesome to see the Dora Milaje in action. And Baron Zemo takes that chance to uh, take his exodus on out of there. So, um, and this is after, mind you, Baron Zemo has destroyed all, or so he thinks, has destroyed all of the super soldier serum that fell out of Carly Morgenthau's bag as she was sort of uh, running away from him because he was, mm-hmm. you know, assailing her with with a gun. Um, so he he feels like mission accomplished. I think in a way, you know, he's destroyed the super soldier serum. That was probably his his real angle in this whole thing and what he wanted yeah. to accomplish. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what we get out of Baron Zemo from here on out. But he he was like, yeah, I'm not going back to Wakanda with those guys. That is That's absolutely right. not happening. That's right. Back to finding Zemo, man. Back yep. to finding Zemo. Uh, you know, what, one cool, one interesting thing that happens in that fight as well is that uh, is it Oye that does she detach Bucky's arm with like yeah, this? Yeah, she like, uses like um, pressure points almost, and his arm falls off. Have you ever seen Xena Warrior Princess? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So she does this thing where she like taps into someone's neck like twice and then they have 30 seconds to live unless she like does it again. That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> yeah. like, boop, boop. And then his arm just straight up falls like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's pretty cool. It, and it also pushes the point like, guess what? You are a super soldier. You have a vibranium arm and I can dis literally disarm you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love how Sam was like, did you know they could do that? And he was like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wonder that scene in particular, what that's going to play into later. It, is he going to come to grips to get, come to battle again with uh, the Wakandans or what's going to I don't know. I mean, out of that. I feel like Bucky's relationship with the with the Wakandans is def, definitely in a tenuous position. You know, they they sort of they um, you know granted his wish of eight hours, and then when the time came, you know, they ended up getting attacked by John Walker. Not directly Bucky's fault, but Bucky didn't exactly help the situation either, and Zemo scooted out. So I think he's going to be on thin ice with the Wakandans and. Yeah, I mean, he owes them a lot. He owes them everything in, in a way, and so that's that'll be an interesting plotline to follow over these last two episodes and maybe Definitely. even beyond. 
I also love Sebastian Stan's reaction. He's not like surprised when they come busting in the door. It's almost like, oh man, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he doesn't crap. check his watch. He's like, all right, it's been eight hours. Here we go. You know. <laughs> then he saddles up, and then they just go for it. Yeah. I love that. And then of course this this episode would not be complete without discussing John Walker straight up decapitates one of these flag smashers out in this big courtyard uh very in in a way it reminds me a lot of Zack snyder's man of steel where we see superman snap zod's neck um this is a, a little bit more gruesome honestly there are like you know at least like 30 people standing around um we could argue like 60 they all have their phones out some people have like handheld cameras and people are just streaming this it's crazy and he just keeps going and going and going smashing this symbol of freedom and strength (laughs) through this guy's neck it is gruesome but also so good like the way they executed it was so wonderful yeah this is the most brutal scene we've had in the mcu to date i mean seeing blood smeared on the shield after it's been used to decapitate someone is is quite an image uh, and it's the image they leave us with at the end of the episode, the last thing we see before they fade to black. Um, pretty interesting. Makes you think that John Walker's time as Captain America may be limited <laughs> because they made sure to show how many people were watching this incident, recording it. Um, you know, the death of Battlestar obviously hitting hard for him. That's his closest confidant. And, and so we can't say that, you know, you would necessarily blame him, but that is a very you know abrupt way to show this guy is not steve rogers because right. steve rogers would never snap like that and, and violently murder somebody with the shield so um yeah quite a scene man quite a scene so good it, it there are moments that you hope for in series like this where they push the envelope not to a point of like grossing you out or or you know jumping the shark but it's like that makes sense are they going there and they went there of course and it was good it was very well played and and progressed the plot quite nicely uh so with that let's get into the crumbs let's speculate a whole bunch we teased this a little bit i want to know when is battlestar returning i think he's alive will he return in uh Tifatwas, uh, or will he return? Will there be nothing left of this? They'll just kind of talk about how angry John Walker is, and they're going to be like mourning his death. But then he's going to show up Nick Fury style in one of the next MCU films. What do you think? I don't know, man. I think we're done with. I think we're, ah. I think we're done with Battlestar. <laughs> I, I just he's such a small character anyway that when they chose not to give him the super serum in this show, I was like, his days are probably numbered, <laughs> you know, like I, I think if he would have gotten his super soldier serum, I would have been like, okay, well we got ourselves another superhero, but um, he did not. And and when that happened, I was like, Oh, this might take a turn for the worse. I, I didn't necessarily expect him to die. It, it was, it took me by surprise a bit, but um, I think he's really dead. I do. I think he's really dead. Even though it was left slightly ambiguous, it was left slightly ambiguous because we just get John Walker checking him out. He's totally unconscious, and then John Walker throws himself out of the window, shield first, and that's that's the end of it. But yeah, um, it, you have to look at the way they shot the scene. You know, it goes to slow mo. Everybody's like, the music changes, etc. Like it's a death scene. You know, it just very much yeah. feels like a death scene. So it could be a bait and switch. They're crafty people, but. I just don't see 
what more, um, you know, is that juice even worth the squeeze? I, I, I don't know yep. that it is, to be honest. I gotcha. I could see him popping up in a post credit scene in one of the one of the films. And uh Do you what somehow, if they make him a villain? That would be wild. Right? <laughs> right? That's yeah. my hope. That's my hope. That's my dream. Um, so where does John Walker go from here? He's murdered everybody. Obviously not everybody, he's murdered one person in broad daylight in front of people who are supposed to be, you know, just accepting of him and following him and supportive of him and protecting them. It's hard to blame John Walker, honestly, because bad guys should die. Ultimately, you know, if they do something horribly wrong, they should have to answer for it. You know, he killed him. He should either go to jail or be killed. I mean, he chased him down after he was running away. You know, it's gray. But does John Walker roll out from here? He has no one else. His buddy is dead. His partner's dead. So does he does he bail? Uh, I mean, Sam and Bucky are standing there like, oh gosh, it looks like they have to, they're thinking like they're going to have to help clean this up uh, with the image of the Avengers altogether. So does he just like roll out after he realizes, oh man, that guy's head is detached or do Bucky and Sam have to f- pull him out and fly him away? Which route do you think it's going to take or something completely different? My prediction is that John Walker will be relieved of duty as Captain Mm. America upon returning home and Sam having successfully completed his mission uh, of eliminating the flag smashers, the assignment that John Walker was set out to do will be, you know, given the shield for a second time. And and, and this time he'll say yes and he'll take it because he will have proven to himself that he's able to do it. and, And that, you know, he is not John Walker, you know, which is, I think is partially what he was afraid of when he became, Captain America is, you know, but now that he's seen it and now that he's seen what it can do to people, um, I think he'll be ready. So I, my prediction is that my, my ultimate prediction for this show is that at the end of the show, there will never, there will neither be a Falcon or a winter soldier left in the Avengers. They will have two, two new monikers and one of them will be Captain America and that will be Sam Wilson. So, um, John Walker will return. I, th- I, I don't think this is the end of John Walker, yeah. but I do think this is the end of his time as Captain America. Brilliant. Um, do, so does Falcon, as the new Captain America, does he keep his wings? No. No. I, I, oh, I, I don't hard. know. I don't know. I, I, I lean towards no, but it. the MCU could do it. They could. And, they could. And, but I, I just feel like maybe maybe they will want a new Falcon. You know, maybe they will feel maybe they maybe they will go the Joaquin Torres Torres route and, and introduce him as Falcon, which is a possibility. But I feel like they're going to want a Captain America e Captain America you know, on the I ground. Think, yeah. yeah, I hear that. I hear that. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. And there's the here's the next thing I want to talk about. I think there's more serum out there. Sure. When is it, Doctor Nagel? Yeah. When he talks about how many how many uh, other serums, how many more vials do you have? And he says 20. I kept waiting on pins and needles for him to say thousand because <laughs> there's such a poignant pause right there. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, I'll tell you 20. Oh, but you didn't continue to ask me more. I'm omitting part of this. So I'm telling you the truth. So you believe that part. Wouldn't it be amazing if throughout the rest of these uh, these other series and into if it, deeper into phase four, that part of the chase is to find out who's got these 
thousands of vials. Um, I love to throw insane theories out there and let's, let's see if they stick. So like, I mean, what is Hawkeye going to be about? You know, like Loki has a, a firm grounding, but what can Hawkeye be about? That's not stakes as high as this, right? What do you think? 20,000. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's possible that the power broker plot line does not get resolved in this show. Mm. You know, they could resolve the flag smasher power, you know, flag smasher t- um, plot line, but not necessarily the power broker that could potentially go on. Um, I think that's possible. I think, I think if the serum is gone, the power broker is going to be very eager to recreate it. And, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know that that's necessarily the end of it, but the scene, I, I will agree. The scene with the serums have, has been interesting. I, I feel like, the scene with Zemo smashing all the serums was chaotic, um, surprising in a lot of ways. And, and, and the fact that John Walker got away with one was perhaps not so surprising, but, um, you know, it was, it, you just felt like there could be more laying around there. It didn't feel like a very, it didn't feel like a very bulletproof job that Zemo did. He was just like hectically smashing vials. So it, maybe there's another one rolling around there. I don't know, but I, I don't think this is the end of the super soldier serum. I I think that there has got to be something else going on. Right, right. And if John Walker can take the serum off screen and become a super soldier off screen, couldn't Zemo in the same scene, not shown to us, grab one vial and sneak it in his pocket? That was my biggest surprise from this episode. We, so we have the nice scene where Zemo's like asking Sam if you had a chance to take the super soldier serum, would you do it? And Sam says without hesitation, no. And um, Zemo's like impressive. And Zemo comes face to face with it. And here I am totally expecting him to scoop one up. I, I just totally did. I, I was yeah. just based on, you know, in the comics, he ends up getting some superpowers along the way. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I just thought that there was a reason they had that scene was because whenever he came face to face with it, with the opportunity, he was going to scoop one up and take the opportunity, but he didn't. I was surprised, man. I was surprised to see him smash all the vials. And I wonder what that means for the future of him because last episode, I was pretty much convinced we were moving in a direction where Zemo was going to end up being a good guy. And, um, Karen, right. Is that her name? Why am I, why am I, uh, what am I? Why am I forgetting your name? Um, I am too. Carter. No, no, no. Sharon. Sharon. Jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> Sharon Carter. Wow. You're thinking it of. Is, you're thinking of Aaron Carter. It is through way. A maker. <laughs> it is way too late to be doing this. Anyway, Sharon Carter, who I'm very familiar with. Yes. I was convinced she was going to be the bad guy. We kind of had that conversation. She's the bad guy. Zemo ends up being good. This episode, man, it confused me. It confused me. They did some things with Zemo where I'm like, well, he can't come back from that. (laughs) You know, like he's still very bad. I don't know how we're going to deal with this. And and Sharon like is kind of helping them. You know, she was like running the satellites for them. It's very confusing. I I don't think it's out of the question for her to be a bad guy, but like her involvement in this episode was very curious. Yeah, I think she's sitting back. She is completely running the show without them knowing it. She's like, oh, let me give you some information. You put yourself in more danger than me, and you keep moving forward. You go face-to-face with the super soldiers because I can't fight them. You know, right. Sharon Carter, she's an excellent fighter, and she, I think she she did come face-to-face with a bunch of Flag Smashers, got pretty beat up from it. So she knows she's like, nah, this ain't my fight. I'll make sure that I manipulate people. 
that's i think the i think yeah, she is the power broker still. still that could be still yeah 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 and zemo yeah dude he's just a bad dude he's <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get a, it's hard to get a, a beat on him he's 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 a tough read for sure yep he he answers to no one uh absolutely no one and we will continue to see that any other speculations anything that popped out that you're like we got to talk about this no, not really. I mean, I think this might be the most straightforward episode we've had so far in a show that's been pretty straight line. I mean, there's not a bunch of crazy Easter eggs. I mean, there are Easter eggs, but nothing like crazy enough to speculate within the plot. One quick reminder, and this this is gaining steam as we get closer to episode five. Multiple outlets are reporting that there is a new character that emerges in episode five. The director of the show has confirmed this already, saying that the only thing that they said was they hope that this character teams up with Thor. Today, comicbook.com reported that this is a quote-unquote big character who is unannounced and played by an award-winning actor. Oh my goodness. So I hate to do this because it is almost always a nightmare <laughs> and they they have trolled us so hard with this before, but... Shall we speculate slightly on who we think this person could be? The word unannounced is what's sticking out to me. So, like, for you, does unannounced mean it's not somebody in the Fantastic Four? I kind of feel Ooh. like, to me, I consider the Fantastic Four announced. Even though we don't know who's playing who, like, we know that they're coming. Confirmed that they're coming. Like, I don't know. It, that's that's where it gets blurry for me. Right. Is the actor unannounced? And the character unannounced, I guess that goes in together, right? So it's not Christian Bale. It's not anyone else who has not been part of the MCU, right? It's a completely different Academy Award winning actor. Um, could it be Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, I will be happy to see that happen. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of people who have won lots of awards. It's not necessarily an Academy <laughs> Award winning actor. I have no idea. I, I really don't know. I, hmm. In a lot of ways, I don't. I have no idea who it would make sense to announce at this point. Like, who who would it make sense to introduce? Introduce here that will be a big role in Thor. With the Madripoor thing, I almost feel like it would it would be good to introduce somebody from the X Men. But then, yeah, the whole Thor thing is like, huh? And then also, like, the X Men aren't really needed for plot reasons here. So I'm just like really scratching my head. They did confirm mm. that it's not T'Challa. It's not like some Chadwick Boseman cameo that we didn't know about, which I think was the right thing to do. They shouldn't, right. not, they, like they didn't want anybody speculating that. So it's, it's not that, um, I don't know. <laughs> could it, I mean, could it be, uh, Namor? Sure. It, I mean, it definitely could be. It could be Adam Warlock, though I, I think that would make no sense. I mean, there's plenty of things that, like, there are characters we know are coming that haven't been announced, and Adam Warlock, Namor, um, you know, the X-Men, those all fall into that category, but none of those really make a ton of sense to me. I guess Namor would make sense because it's been so low-key, Yeah, and they ha have they even said his name? I, think I know, but he's a submariner. He's a water guy. Like what? But God of Thunder, you know, maybe uh, uh, love and I mean, thunder. He's the Aquaman of the, in a sense, he's the Aquaman of the Marvel universe. I, I don't know, man. And I then got nothing. I mean, doesn't Namor marry uh, what's her face from Fantastic Four at some point? Oh, Sue, Sue Storm. Yeah, don't yeah. they get married? 
You might be right about that. I don't really know. Mm. And maybe in Thor, we get the lead in or the post credits. I think the Thor, Thor thing is a red herring. I think that is like <laughs> totally to throw us off the scent. I don't trust that one bit. I think unannounced is the red herring and it's actually going to be Paul Bettany again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that would be horrible. It'd be hilarious if it was like somebody from the Thor universe that makes no sense, like Beta Ray Bill or something yes. like that. Like, <laughs> they just go totally weird with it. It would make no sense. But, you know. The Wakandan showing up was like not super surprising, but anything beyond that feels like it would be totally out of left field to me. Because this mm-hmm. this this series is so grounded, like it would almost even feel weird for like Thor to show up. Like if Thor showed up, I'd be like, "That doesn't make sense. Why are you here? Yeah, I mean, what? you'll just destroy everyone with a lightning strike." <laughs> I know. So I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea who this could be. I really don't. All right. All right. I don't know. I don't know. That's that is perplexing. That is very perplexing. If you know, if you have a good speculation out there, any of our listeners, drop it in the comments. Make sure you hit subscribe so you can see whenever we drop our newest and latest episodes. Make sure you check us out at Popcorn for Breakfast because this is Spilled Popcorn, where we spill the latest and greatest about all of the latest and greatest TV and movie news. We'll catch you next time. Next time, episode five of six of Tafatwas. Thank you so much to our music, Rhetoric. Check them out on all the things. Check us out on all the things. We'll see you next week. Peace.